We kick off hour number three of the program. How you guys feeling about tonight? You a little worried? Yeah. C-Pain said he's stressed out because uh, A&M likes to attack the basket, and they're great from the free throw line. We're pretty good at defending without fouling normally, though. Mm, but when we aren't, it's pretty bad. Yeah, but, I mean, we have a lot of fouls to give up around the basket. It's just when certain – just when Ziegler gets in foul trouble, we're kind of screwed. Well, maybe we'll know pretty quick. He he's got to play smarter tonight. He got uh, he got fouled. There was a fourteen second gap between his third foul and his fourth foul against Kentucky on Saturday, and it happened with fourteen minutes left. Were they fouls? Mm, yeah, the last one was really frustrating because it was the type of deal where he got the guy turned the corner on him just a little bit, and. You know, he just was trying to stay in front of him, but the guy kind of lowered his shoulder. But mm-hmm. under the, at least under the Jay Billis uh, explanation from a few weeks ago, you know, once you've lost legal guarding position, basically the offensive guy can just plow into you and it's going to be a foul on you. That, I feel like that's kind of what happened there. Jay Billis. Yeah. Uh, the announcer, I think it was, uh, God, I can't remember his name. He was saying, you know, the only thing Ziegler can do in that situation is to give more ground and yeah. try and reestablish. In front. Yeah, it was Bill Raftery. He's like, that's a tough spot for Ziegler. The only thing you can really do is give more ground and then cut them off further down the floor. Diarval wants to know if he should watch the game. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be in that pattern now where we play – Poorly, play better. Play poorly, play better. That's not a very good postseason recipe. Well, I don't necessarily mean that we'll lose when we play poorly. I just think it's just the way it's going to go. Okay, that's a little better. We play poorly and beat Auburn. Could you keep uh, Ziegler out of foul trouble if you put him on like a, a third guard? Don't they play three guards? Like, and then put Meshack on Taylor? Nah, see, Brett, that's that's a great point. Could I mean, if Meshack... Or if he picks up an early first one, then you switch him? Yeah. Or we could play some zone. It's another thing coaches do to try and keep guys out of foul trouble. No, that's a really good point, though. Like, if Meshack can guard whoever we need guarded on the other team, in this case, it's, you know. Because he, he guarded Wade Brandon Taylor. Miller, you know, who's 6'8 kid. You know, not very strong, but plays on the perimeter. But why the problem is Ziegler's so small, though. Most teams don't have. I'm saying, but what if the guy just hangs out of a three-point line most of the time? Yeah, if the team has a shooter that – doesn't attack much. We could get away with that. I think. I think I'd rather have Mayshack on Radford. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a bad matchup for that tonight. Taylor has two four straight guards. games mm-hmm. in the, where he scored over twenty. Here's uh, let's see, free throw attempts. Uh, Radford gets to the line more than Taylor, so. Yeah, I think they're both pretty they're much bu- the yeah. same kind of player. Yeah. So tonight it's tough because you got two of those guys. But against other teams, no, I like that thought process. The other problem, though, is we typically want to put Vescovy on a shooter because he's so good at – obviously, he's not going to be great on the ball, but he is great against other guards off the ball. Yeah, Brett, you just mentioned Taylor's been on a tear the past four games. What, uh, Chris, you okay over there? Well, Rick Barnes helped his buddy. 
Kentucky went from last four into an eight seed. An eight. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, they'd have to lose three out of the last four to not make the tournament now, it looks like. Well, they're a blue blood. They'll get in. Not if we take care of business. They're on uh, our region. Good. Yeah, you want the uh, the new updated bracketology? Sure. Tennessee stays at a three. Okay, okay. Let's go. But let's go. We, uh, we've moved to the east region. All right. I like the east. With number one seed Purdue. Greensboro's good. And All we're right. the we're the best three seed too, right? Didn't that's an improvement from last week, isn't it? Iowa State, mm. Kansas State, and Virginia the other ones. Mm. I bet Virginia would be ahead of us. Baylor is the two. Okay. Don't like that. Don't like that. Your second round we would face off against Hofstra in this uh this scenario. Then get the winner of Oklahoma State and Duke. In Greensboro. You, hey, you've been asking for that. You say Duke's terrible. And they are. I did not say that this year. You absolutely I did. I did say it after the Miami game. Oh. They were terrible. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Wait that a was a, no, that there's a big difference between they're terrible and boy, they looked like garbage last night. There's a big difference. We did bracketology a while back, and I said something about Duke, and you're like, oh, yeah, Duke, it's not as good this well, year. The they'll, fr- be, they'll be overrated. Yeah, not as good this year. Okay. Still, I don't I don't love the idea of playing Duke in Greensboro. Any of you all know what the mascot for Hofstra is? No. The Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? I always loved playing as them on those old NCAA basketball games back in the day. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Just cool colors, blue and gold. That's about uh, it. All right. Yep. <laughs> They're in New York, aren't they? Upstate New York? Oh, no, it's uh, Pennsylvania. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. New York. Okay. You almost had it. I, I literally said they're in New York. Then you said Pennsylvania. Yeah, because you gave me that look like you knew where they were located, and I was wrong. you got to trust your gut. Uh, Kansas won, Purdue won, Alabama won, Houston won. Two seeds, Texas, UCLA, Baylor, and Arizona. One thing about this team, once we get to postseason, we will be battle-tested. Seems like every two, th- what, three out of every four seed line we've played once you get to, like, the three, four seed? Kind of unbelievable. Um... Trying to see if anybody else of note. Conference breakdown. SEC now with eight teams in. Big 12 also with eight. Big 10 now with nine. First team out of the tournament, North Carolina. Last team in the tournament, Wisconsin. I can't even believe North Carolina is still getting mentioned. I can't either. But they don't I, have a quad I, one win. But they're hanging on to their nine. final four from last year. Championship game appearance. That's, that's Aren't really they on track to be the first number one ranked team in the modern era to miss the NCAA tournament? I believe so. They yeah. Are unanimous or not, too. Crazy. But then they can watch them get in and just. Hey, they're in the lead eight now. Yeah. Mississippi State, last four in, as is Southern California. Okay. Uh, West Virginia now in, last four by, as is Oklahoma State. Mississippi State is in a playing game. And then, obviously, Southern Cal, Wisconsin would be the other playing game. Uh, Nevada for Mississippi State in their playing game at the 11-11 spot. 
Got Cal in the tournament. Yep. Watch them make a run. No expectations. Didn't even know if they were going to make it. He'll make a damn Final Four or something. Mm. That's what the good coaches do. Oh. I hate you. Rick Barnes had some uh, comments about Texas A&M and how they play. We'll get into that next. continues Rick Barnes was talking about uh, Texas A&M on Vol Calls said uh, was asked kind of what you know what they're about what what impresses them about them he said well they're going to play man to man and they're really heavy I don't know exactly what that means but he explained they get the ball on one side and they do a great job of trying to keep it over there full body help get into the gaps really attack the ball trying to create turnovers and get out in transition. Then they'll play a zone where they'll go through with cutters, and it'll look like a 3-2 zone, but they'll go through and mix it up and do different things and switch when people come into their areas. It's a matter, offensively, keeping it pretty simple and trying to understand you've got to be willing to screen, slip screens in certain areas of the court that you really need to be conscious of trying to attack. So it'll be fascinating tonight, and I'm going to be watching for, um, you know, what are we going to do when they're in man-to-man? And then when they go to the zone, like, how do we attack that from an offensive scheme standpoint? You know what Buzz is going to do? What's he going to do? He's not going to stay in the same look for long enough for us to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that'll be the goal. It's going to be every other time down the court he's switching stuff. And we're going to look really confused for a while, I think. Well, I mean, uh, isn't that what Stackhouse did to us late? He kept switching it up, mm-hmm. just making the call like right when we'd hit half court. Yeah, I used to work with a coach who they would have these calls. You'd start in zone, mm-hmm. and like on the fourth pass, really, you'd just pick up whoever was closest person because you're matching up in the zone anyway. Yeah. So basically, you're in zone, or you show zone. They come down. Usually, it, it takes one or two passes to get in their zone offense. On the third or fourth one, boom. now you just lock yeah. into man yeah. to man, and they're trying to like overload a side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're in man-to-man, you know, they, and they're not ready to, to screen and run that stuff. I know we're not making our picks yet, but. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. What is the deal with Buzz? I mean, we all kind of like him, but how good of a coach is he? Because he's, he's – I feel like he's a little up and down, you know? Like his guys will – 
they'll look really good, but then it'll look really well coached, but then they always just seem to drop enough games. Like, you know, last year they didn't get in. I mean, I thought they should, but still, like, these early season losses this year, I mean, it seems like he should have beat some of those teams, right? No, I'd agree with that. I don't know what they lost from last year's team coming to this year's team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of a learning curve there was for his his new guys. Um, he was great at Marquette. Yeah, uh, an Elite Eight, two Sweet Sixteens at Marquette. Kind of was always trending up until the final season, and then then got out of there, went to Virginia Tech, and rebuilt them. Yeah, I was going to say, he got 16. them turned around pretty damn quick. 11-22 in his first year, then 20-15, and 22-11, 21-12, then 26-9, and gets to the Sweet 16, then he's at A&M, 16-14, and 8-10 in the COVID year, but then last year, 27-13. and 13. NIT runner-up, obviously padded a couple of those wins, and currently sitting at 20-7. and I guess he's doing it. I mean, if he gets in the tournament this year, especially if he wins a game, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. he's trending in the right direction. They attempt the least amount of shots in the conference. They're 14th, 55 a game, but they attempt the most free throws in the it's game. It's all about getting to the line yep. with them. 25 attempts a game. Alabama's next at 23. So then we just – I mean, if you're Rick Barnes, do you just say – don't foul. If Phillips is back, I mean, I think this actually might be a decent matchup for us because on defense, our guys are, I mean, are tough around the basket. And I think that's what mm-hmm. gives teams trouble. They're definitely going to be the bigger team. They're too big. They're 6'9", yeah. 6'8". Six, six, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's their guards going to the basket, though, so can they pull our bigs out enough to have – if Ziegler can play Taylor without getting in foul trouble – and Phillips is back. Phillips being back just really helps who all you can put on their guards, you know? Mm-hmm. Having another body to put on, on their guys. I mean, I think we can really limit them, you know, offensively. I, w- I wish we – I think that's what's missing from our offense. If Julian Phillips and Josiah mm. Jordan James were both healthy and their whole mentality was every time I get this ball, I am going through my defender to the basket as soon as he's off balance. It feels like Phillips tries to do that early in a lot of games mm-hmm. and then realizes he's given up 30 pounds and can't move the guy out of the yeah. way. Yeah. And then Josiah could do that and chooses to not do that. Mm-hmm. How big of a deal is it for you if Phillips is back tonight? I think it's, I mean, worth four or five points. Okay. Three or four points. Not so much him just scoring more than somebody else that would have taken the shots, but just on the defensive end. I mean, like they've, like if they're rolling, um, I mean, what's our starting lineup if Phillips is back? Zakai, Vescovy. You have to think you're just going to – Mayshak's out. Yeah, Mayshak's, Mayshak's out. out. Still A-do. I don't know. Mayshak's earned, I think, that. Well, it's just – but it's position thing. Like, Yeah, but I'm looking at their lineup. If we want to match up with them, I mean, you could you could go with – what the, the small lineup we played before, though, was it always Josiah at the four? Have we ever played – I, I mean, so. surely we've played Zakaya, Vescovy, um, what? Mm-hmm. Zakai. I say it bad. You said Zakaya. Oh. Which is funny to me. Zakai, 
Vescovy, um, Phillips, one big, and then that tween. Like we could go with Meshack. Like mm-hmm. why not go super small? Like we're still going to be bigger than them with that. Think about that. I mean, obviously Ziegler's going to give up a few inches to Taylor at the point guard, but I mean it's six foot. I mean that's the shortest. Other no, point it's five eleven, six feet. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, you know, if Kamwa's how tall is Kamwa? Six, six seven, six eight. I think he's listed at six eight. Yeah. Okay, so Marble's six nine. So Kamwa can guard him. Phillips will have two inches on whoever plays their four on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Six nine listed for Kamwa. And then Meshack is six four. He'd take Dennis, who's six five. I mean, like we could go small and still be as big as them. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we could go what we would call consider super small. Our small on it before is putting Josiah at the four. But we can put Phillips at the four on defense and play four on one on offense. I don't know if we have that in our repertoire, but we mm-hmm. should. Like I like am I am I crazy? I mean, what why don't why do we feel the need to play Plovsic and Awaka? Kamwa and Adu. Like just play one of them big dudes. And let's let's open maybe, the, maybe they'll try it tonight. Let's open the court up. I understand why you had to play both of them when Phillips and Josiah are both out. Yeah, but when those guys are back, or even one of them's back, you don't. I mean, we we obviously know that we didn't. We played Josiah at the four a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, and maybe we did. Maybe we've played without. Maybe we played with one big and four other guards. Before. How big's the guy Phillips will be guarding? Six seven. Six seven. What? I think 210? it's Coleman, whatever Coleman is. Well, Garcia's 210. Now, Coleman's 6'8", 245. He's the other starter. So you'd, so you'd have to match up. Yeah, yeah, well, that might be where they start. Their most frequent, or their depth chart over the last five games, it's Garcia or Coleman. So you can match up either way with them. I wouldn't hate to see that. I, I would worry about guys guarding positions they're not quite used to and picking up fouls. Like well, Phil- yeah, Phillips yeah. guarding a, a guy who's going to try to post him up. If it's Coleman and Marble, maybe you'd have to go too bigs. But when it's Garcia and Coleman, yeah. then bring then you can go small, and that'll really help with all these other guards attacking the basket too. Allow us to play fast. But I but maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's better to go the other way because you want to have more bigs around the rim for when these guards get in the lane and you need to help mm-hmm. because um where is Garcia? I mean Garcia doesn't shoot from three at all. Like I mean, he's a he's a limited guy. Like he's not a scorer. I mean, he's he's going to take post shots, but he's only two. He's six seven two ten. I mean, he's what's he shoot from the floor? I mean, he takes a lot of twos. He's uh, he's fifty three point five percent from the floor. He's he's, only, I mean, he has forty three. He shoots about a third of the amount of shots as all the, the their no main okay that's guys. fine. Yeah. And what is he from the so free throw line? Like seventy five percent. Okay, pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, Phillips is listed here at 6'8", 198. So he's given up 12 pounds, and he's an inch taller. Wash. Yeah. And hmm. he's taking away. I mean, that guy's not even going to really look to shoot that much. So why does it matter? I just block him out. Yeah. And then Phillips can be hanging around for help. But I don't know. Which he's uh, he's really good in help defense. Yeah. It seems like people underestimate him, so then they'll pick up a late foul when he's already up in the air ready to swat the shot anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zakai's listed 5'9", too, by the way, not 5'11". But still, I mean, six foot's about short. Yeah, but the sneakers and the braids get him too. Find, find another guy. We'll come back with more. Stick with us. Duh. All three and out. 
Hour three continues. Give you our picks coming up next segment. If you miss any portion of the program, check out the podcast. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes so you get those directly to your device. Everyone got their picks? Are you humming around a number in there? Yeah, I think I, I think I got mine locked in. Yeah, I got no clue. No clue at all? No clue. Let's just play good tonight. Beat them by 10. Then South Carolina is an absolute dog fight Saturday. <laughs> Which, hey, they are playing better basketball right now, so. Are they the hottest team in the country? Uh, no, the hottest teams in the country. Team we played tonight. <laughs> are, you got, I mean, Vanderbilt's got to be one, so. Mm. What have they won, five in a row in conference? A&M? Vandy. Oh, yeah. Both they, they've not have. done that in, what, eight years? Vandy's going to make the tournament, is that what we're saying? <laughs> They're right behind us in the standings. <laughs> They're 15 and 12. That happened. Yeah, they have won their last five. Then they have LSU tomorrow. That should be six could get, in a row. Could get another one. Then then a beat-up Florida team. Then Kentucky and Mississippi State to round it down. I mean, yeah, they're 9-5. They're 8-6 in the conference. Vandy's going to be this year's version of last year's A&M, where they, they're going to win three of these last four, win a couple games in the tournament. Stackhouse is going to boo-hoo on TV when they get left out. Oh, man, I kind of – I hate him less, but I, I'd i like to nah, – that's it's going to sound bad. I would like to see that melt – not necessarily this year, but I feel like Stackhouse in a meltdown situation – Arguing against the NCAA would be really good television. Yeah, I feel like there'd be a lot of fines coming his way after yeah. that. I don't yeah. think he could just. Uh, I don't think he could handle it with the grace that Buzz Williams did. Who was LSU's single conference win this year? It's somebody who's actually decent, right? Because it was kind of a head scratcher. LSU. They beat Arkansas. Yeah, that's what it was. Who Arkansas was ninth at the time when they beat them. Okay. They beat them by three. Was that like the first and game after their injuries or something? In a row since then. Oof. Yikes. 14 straight? Mm-hmm. They started 1 0 in the conference. They were 12 and 1 at that point. We didn't talk about. So on Saturday, the actual selection committee revealed its top 16. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they did on CBS before the game. Okay. So Alabama was number one. Where were we? Eleven, I think. Eleven. Uh, nine. Nine? Oh, really? Yeah. So the top three seed. No, we lost. I don't know. Was it before or after? It was before our game. Right before our game. Oh, look, look at this. Look at this. Intern Brett coming through. Took a picture of the television screen. Perfect. Neat. So now we're probably eleven. Uh, yeah. All right. So this is from the committee. Obviously, much more valuable than just a bracketology thing. Mm-hmm. So, in the South, that Alabama as the number one overall seed and the number one seed in the South. Obviously, they had Houston as the two seed overall, number one seed in the Midwest. Uh, Purdue, Purdue in the East as the third best team, one seed in the East, and Kansas as the last one seed in the West. Then, snaking back, they couldn't put Texas with 
Kansas. Right. So they bumped Texas to the Houston region, and Arizona took the two seed in Kansas. So you had so you have Kansas and Arizona in the West. You have Houston and Texas in the Midwest. In the East, or sorry, in the South, you then have Alabama and Baylor. Although I don't know why they didn't put UCLA with the number one overall seed there. Oh, it's because Iowa State's going to be the three. It's having to separate all these daggum Big 12 teams. Yep. So it's Alabama and Baylor Maybe if in they the South. So overrated, it Houston and Texas in the Midwest, Kansas and Arizona in the West, and Purdue and UCLA in the East. UCLA the eighth overall seed. Remember that because I'm going to come back to it. All right. Now for the three seeds, you had Tennessee as the best three seed. So they got to go to the Midwest and take on Houston, or, you know, in Houston and Texas's region. And then the next three seed was Virginia. So they put them in the south. Mm-hmm. And then Iowa State and Kansas State in the east and west, respectively. Then the four seeds were. Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier in that order. So it turns out you're four in the south, Alabama, Baylor, Virginia, Indiana. You're four in the Midwest, Houston, Texas, Tennessee, Xavier. You're four in the West, Kansas, Arizona, Kansas State, Gonzaga. And you're four in the East, Purdue, UCLA, Iowa State, Marquette. That was what the committee said. So we were the best three seed. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Best three seed. Before we, the loss, I was going to say we were before, the, yeah, yeah, before the loss, which is good. Feels like we're getting a lot of respect from the committee, based on our net and resume and all that. But we've got to quit dropping these stupid ones. They asked me, tonight doesn't like kill you if you lose it, but it's not going to be great. You need to win tonight uh, though to bolster no, it a little bit. No, 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 it kills you if you lose. You're I'm, literally an underdog. I'm trying to keep a double buy here in the SEC tournament. Uh, It'd be, uh, yeah, think about standings. Didn't think about that. We, we wouldn't. You, we wouldn't lose it tonight. Uh, tonight would put you at Watton Conference. You would nine be, and six. I think. I think you're nine and five right now. Yeah, you dropped to nine and six. Vanderbilt and Auburn are at eight and six. You and Kentucky are nine and five. You need to win tonight if you want to. If you want the double buy. You. you the way we've been playing lately on the road, you taking us to go into Auburn next week and win? I'm not. Well, and you got Arkansas only one game behind you yeah. right now. So if they win the midweek and you lose, uh, so you're gonna be not you'd be nine and six. They could be eight and seven, and then a loss to Arkansas, and now they've jumped all the way over you because they'd have the head to head. So yeah, it's a big game in the standings for sure. You're not losing it exactly tonight, but you definitely are making it. A lot, a lot tougher on yourself. Mick Cronin of UCLA was asked about their their seed. Mm-hmm. Um, it says number eight Arizona was chosen as the sixth overall seed, while fourth ranked UCLA was eighth, fourth ranked in the polls. You know they were picked. They were picked eighth, so Arizona got moved from eight in the polls to the sixth overall seed, while UCLA in the same conference was picked. Eighth, even though they ranked fourth in the polls, hmm. he said, "If you ask my one-word answer on that ranking, comical. Hmm. I'm going to try not to laugh." 
Cronin attributed the Bruins' projected seed to last summer's announcement that UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten. Mm. He said, quote, when we left the Pac-12, it cost us a, it cost a lot of people millions of dollars, and there was going to be fallout, and I think it's a direct result. I had nothing to do with us leaving the league, but you deal with the fallout being a lame duck. I mean, aren't you kind of taking a direct shot at whoever's on the committee when you say that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're saying specific people on the committee are punishing us because we left the conference. And I don't know who's on the committee. I was going to say, do we know I'm that? Guessing, I'm guessing we can find out, and there's going to be some Pac-12 people on there that might be the ones downvoting yep. UCLA and upvoting Arizona because they're Because they, they stayed. They're loyal to us, by God. He's done a heck of a job out there. Yeah, he really has. I mean, that program was kind of, I wouldn't say dead, just kind of stagnant. Right before he got there, of course, 19 and 12, year one, 22 and 10, 27 and 8, 23 and 4, and of course, in year two, made the final four. Yeah, he said a couple years ago, we proved your seed doesn't matter. So, anyway. Good point. Interesting stuff there. So, I guess they'll put that out each Saturday now, moving forward. You would think. Yeah, I guess. So we're gonna have the loss to Kentucky, and then we need to bounce back and win tonight. Yes. so that we can kind of. Don't you guys think that's kind of stupid, though? What? Them giving their top sixteen teams every weekend moving forward. Why? I don't know. I mean, like the, the just the mysterious nature of Selection Sunday was always kind of the one. Well, they could still change in the final week. Yeah, and but, I, normally I the drama is saved for teams that think they're going to get in and might not, and vice versa. But, I mean, we pretty much have a good idea of how these guys are going to be thinking moving forward mm. by the time it's selection Yeah, but that Sunday. way when they throw that big curveball at the end, you're you're shocked, appalled. I mean, at the end of the day, it still is entertainment. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, so if it adds entertainment and build up, I, I think it's fine. That uh, One of the UCLA players that was asked about it, he's like, he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, I'll wait for the final bracket to come out, and I'll either be excited or not. And I'll probably be excited. All right. Or not. Cool. Final segment. We'll make our picks next. Wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. Ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. Once I had a girl on Rocky Top. Half bear the other half cat. Final segment of the program. Make our picks. You gonna pick this baseball game tonight? They're, they were terrible last year, right? Didn't we play them last year? you got to think, too. Only seven innings, potentially. If it's a yeah, if it's so, more than ten, right? Yeah. Which sucks because, like, this year, you know, we need the work. Yeah. Need the practice. I'm going to go 12-1. to 9-2. 14-1. to one. Seven, 7-2. I mean, we can still get up by more than ten in the first, you know, five mm-hmm. or six innings. It's probably like 18-4. to four. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Obviously, that one will. That one will. You know, we should take care of business. It'll be. I mean, hell, even if we don't, it doesn't really matter. Did you say Odd Shark for this basketball game? Yeah, what you got for this basketball game on Odd Shark, Houston? Kim Palm says Tennessee sixty-six, Texas A&M sixty-five. Oh God! Uh, Odd Shark says seventy-three, sixty-eight balls. Okay. And that's what I'm going to go with. 
What? The exact, 73 68. The exact on chart. 73 score. to 68. I don't mm. I don't want to pick Tennessee, but every time I go with my gut, I lose. I want to go with my gut and take the Aggies. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take Tennessee by five. I'm taking it by five. I'm going to go Tennessee 70. Texas A&M 76. Wow. We need this for the top four seed. I'm going to go reverse psychology on the team, just like we did for uh, Alabama. I'm going to go A&M wins 66, Tennessee 62. I just don't like the way we're playing at all. We'll come out and win by 20 somehow, and we'll we'll all look like idiots. We will. Yeah, no, we'll be we'll be fired up. It'll be like the second half of Kentucky, just right out of the gate. I'll find a way to take the credit for it too. I have no doubt. I'm gonna go Tennessee sixty. Texas A and M sixty three. It's gross. Wait, so I'm the only one who took Tennessee? You wanna change it? <laughs> no. You'll probably be right. We'll probably win by eighteen. You are the odd chart, aren't you? <laughs> and on the, the bright side. You don't have many chances to say you were right and we were all wrong. So if we do win, you've won up to everybody in this room, Chris. So congratulations if that happens. I actually think we're going to win. So I'm picking the opposite. I kind of think we will too. Because I feel like that's the way this team – like I thought there was no way we'd beat Alabama. We beat them. And then I thought we would beat Kentucky and we lost. Mm -hmm. I think we'll win tonight. So I'm going to pick A&M. Are you thinking we get Phil's back? Yeah. Maybe 20 it minutes. It so- sounds like he's a likely go. Now, I don't know if that means he'll start, but yeah, yeah. have to wait and see. Does he just play sparingly? Or is he a full go? I'm not sure this is a good matchup because one of their main guys, like Zakai, can probably kind of shut him down. That's what happened to Alabama. Or he could get in foul trouble. Or, yeah, does he get in <laughs> foul trouble? And this is like worst-case so scenario. That's Kentucky. He went out early. And we, yeah. we weren't doing much when he was in, but, but then Vescovy kind of. Vescovy needs to come out the first half tonight that he did in the second half against Kentucky. Mm. But well, that's what I asked you yesterday. Like, do we need somebody to come out and be a, a little more unselfish? And does it need to be him? Yeah. Like, he's a guy. He doesn't really take bad threes. Like, maybe that's just because it's him. But every time he pulls the trigger, I'm thinking he's got a pretty good shot of going in. Yeah. Leading scorer, Vescovy. Mayshack. Mayshack, yeah. <laughs> hey, I think so. if he you joke. He might have a double-double. What are the 10? ten? Re- he had nine rebounds against Kentucky. He had 16 and nine, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, he never got the 10th rebound? Uh-uh. Crap. Uh, yeah, uh, Tennessee Tennessee yesterday, like, officially just said uh, both guys still day-to-day, both guys game-time decision. Game-day decision? Game time decision this time. They, they, this mm. S- so they're going to take longer today than make the call. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it's a road game, you know. Out there. I haven't seen any video of them. Was there video of them taking off? No. They usually show. Good. No. They, they don't deserve it. <laughs> you don't get to get treated like movie stars when you play like crap. They made them take a bus all the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> they went Stop straight the from Lexington. <laughs> that'd be, cold. that'd be cold. Yeah. No cell phones. <laughs> Quinterly gave up his cell phone the week they came up here to play us. He had two points and nine turnovers. 
<laughs> well, didn't Cal do that to the whole Kentucky focused. team before we played them the first time? Maybe. I don't like, know. as soon as they got here, he was like, give me all your phones, tablets, computers. It's like, what are they doing in the hotel? Who is A&M closest resemble of teams we've played? Honestly, I don't know. I think I've watched them play one time this year. They're a fun team. I mean, who has two good guards that attack? Uh, Missouri. <laughs> That's kind of thanks, what I was thanks say. Nate. Yeah, yeah. It's good. That's good. Good Sorry. comparison. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll find out. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll tomorrow. score eighty-seven tonight instead of uh, eighty-five. Let's go. I do think if we just see the ball go in a few times, we might snowball in a game. No, I agree. Offense. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think telling well, when the guys... When we start the game scoring two points in eight minutes... I think telling the guys, like, don't turn down open shots, don't turn down open shots, don't turn down open shots, makes me really nervous when I shoot that first open shot. Yeah. And I think it can go the other way, too, so we'll, mm. we'll no, find out. It's a good point. 7 o'clock ESPN, break it down for you tomorrow. The Blitz is next. Keep it locked in for more Fan Run Radio.